Well, hello, and welcome to A Photographic Life. Uh, this week, um, there have been a couple of themes, I suppose, which have kind of dominated um, my time and, and my thought and, and something that occurred. Um, one of the main themes is something which... Um, I suppose I feel very strongly about, which is uh, paid-for portfolio reviews. Um, prior to working as a photographer and to working um, solely, I suppose, really with photography, I was an art director for many years through the late 80s and through the 90s and into the early 2000s. And in that role, um, I would regularly see photographers, and I, I very much saw that as part of the job I was paid for. I was paid a salary. I was an art director on uh, magazines, um, primarily fashion magazines, I suppose, magazines such as Tatler and Elle magazine. And I saw that as my role was to... Um, to find new photographers, uh, re-establish photographers who perhaps hadn't been working for a while. Um, and part of the art was the art of commissioning, the art of finding the right photographer for the right role. And then, in the words of the great art director, Alexei Brodovich, saying to them to surprise me, um, not to send... Um, pin interest pages or montage collage pages of what I thought the image should be. Um, not to ever send a commissioning brief, but just to have a conversation with the photographer, get a feeling for them as a personality and to work with them on that. Um, and so I saw that as my role, um, as part of my job description, really. Um, and as part of that, um, I was really lucky enough to give very early commissions to people such as Corinne Day or Glenn Lutchford, um, Jake Chesham uh, in particular, come spring to mind. Also to work with photographers such as Steve Pike or Kevin Davies and Julian Broad, David Eustace, Hugo uh, Foot, uh, Gavin Evans. Yeah, I could go on and on and on. Um, Peter Dench, who I think I, uh, he told me I gave him his first ever commission also. Um, but also um, finding photographers who maybe had been forgotten, and it may seem very strange now to people listening to this, but um, I can remember in the early 90s um, phoning up William Klein and asking him to shoot a portrait for me of a French-Canadian dance troupe uh, called La La La, Human Steps, um, for me, for, for Tatler magazine. Um, and when I rang him, he, he was very kind of confused. Uh, he hadn't taken any photographs for a very long time. He'd been working as a filmmaker. Um, same situation occurred with the uh, another French photographer, Jean-Luc C.F., who again had become very forgotten um, at that point. Um, and I was able to bring him back and, and to commission him. And it was really exciting for me to then see him, his work being rediscovered. Um, he got a new agent. He didn't have an agent when I rang him. So anyway, you know, all that whole situation around commissioning um, was something I really enjoyed and something I saw as being really important. Getting back to this idea of uh, paid-for portfolio reviews, I do have an issue with this idea of um, being charged um, for somebody's opinion um, in that 
sort of environment, I suppose, of booking a space and hopefully you get to see the person you want to speak to. But is that person who's speaking to you, do they have any knowledge of um, what you need to hear? Um, Have they ever worked as a photographer? Have they ever worked as a photographer in your area of work, in your genre of work? Have they ever suffered um, those kinds of... um, rejections um issues or are they somebody who is working in an office and is very kind of disconnected from that idea of actually being a maker being a creator of images um and very much sat in the world of being an an observer or a curator which is a very different situation and i really learned that when i stopped art directing and um I went out with my portfolio um, for the first time back in the early 2000s. Um, And I really thought that everybody was going to be open with their time and so forth. And and they weren't. And I was really a little bit shocked. And from that point onwards, I I kind of felt maybe this is a... (laughs) Uh, a controversial thing to say but that nobody should be allowed to commission photography uh, unless they've actually gone out and given it a go Um, and then they could really um, demonstrate empathy for the photographer in that commission situation and I think this idea of the paid-for portfolio review seems very much to have come from the idea of uh, the photo festival as a as an element of a photo festival. Um, but I, it, I, I go back, I return to those concerns that I have about the fact that intrinsically the need for a portfolio review um, would suggest in the majority of occasions that it's somebody starting out and perhaps in a position that they can least afford to pay for that Um, there are a couple of um, people I know of I know the New York Times and I know the eye festival in North Wales they offer free portfolio reviews and with really good reasoning behind why they do that. And I think we should really encourage that idea. Yeah, I'm old enough now and I've been involved with photography for long enough to remember when there were no such thing as paid for portfolio reviews. Um, that time could return again. Uh, it could be that there isn't a paid-for portfolio review, and those people who are currently engaging in that process of the the paid-for event um, could perhaps offer their time for free if they're within a salaried position, or alternatively, if they're working as a freelancer, um, perhaps the person who needs that input, who who desires that input, could make the effort, could spend that money in travelling and meeting the person they want to meet. I know that from my own personal experience, those conversations over a cup of coffee in somebody's house are always the most valuable um, interactions. They come without the preconceived expectation in that by paying for something, 
such as a portfolio review, there is a, a heightened sense of importance that can be put on the information that's given or alternatively on the information that's given if it doesn't meet the expectation of the person who has made the payment. Um, it becomes a situation where a, a goods is being paid for, but is that goods being delivered? And I think that's a difficult situation from both sides of, of the angle. I think also um, somebody commented um, when I raised this in the past week on Twitter that um, it's hard work um, doing a portfolio review and therefore um, you should be recompensed for that. Um, it's not hard work. It's not hard work looking at photographs and it's not hard work giving opinions. It should be um, an honour that somebody feels that your opinions are of some worth. And, and that's certainly how I've always seen it. Um, I have given countless portfolio reviews and seen portfolios and mentored photographers over the last 33, 34 years with no fee attached. And I would never accept a fee because at the end of the day, all I am giving, and it really is all I am giving, is an opinion based on my personal experiences. That opinion may be right or wrong, and that's absolutely fine. And I say that to everybody whose work I comment on. It's perfectly okay if you disagree with me, and it's really important that you go off and you speak to other people, and you get other opinions. You bring those opinions together, and from those opinions, you form your own opinion. Um, I wouldn't want to charge from just giving my opinion. Something else that came up this week was a conversation I was having with some of the students I work with um, who were just leaving and just graduating from the three-year degree at the University of Gloucestershire where I, I lecture. Um, one of the, I suppose two of the prime modules, elements I, I deal with as part of my teaching there are both connected to visual narrative, that idea of creating a story and telling a story through photographs. And talking to uh, a fellow photographer recently um i kind of kind of reiterated to him that from my perspective the two key elements which um differentiate the photographer uh, the professional photographer from the person who can take photographs um is the ability of consistency that 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 talent of consistency that ability to consistently deliver the image and also the ability to create narrative um when talking to the students um the other day um they said to me that they felt that the visual narrative module that i do with them in their second year um within the university uh, was incredibly tough and they found it very difficult to understand on the back of that, and as a reflection on that teaching, I've written two articles now, um, both of which have proven to be very popular, which is great, um, but both of which asking the question, why do young photographers find it so difficult to um, to create visual narratives? Um, there are links to both of those articles below this podcast. Um 
as well as saying that they found it incredibly difficult. They also said they found it incredibly rewarding and that they saw the sense of that journey, that difficult journey, and being challenged in their understanding of how photographs can come together and what they can create. And I suppose really there's a there's a message for all of us in that, in that quite often, and perhaps most often, it's those things that challenge us the most, that teach us the most. Each week, uh, I ask a photographer or somebody engaged with photography to send me a, a maximum five-minute audio clip um, in which they attempt to answer the question, uh, what does photography mean to them? Uh, this week, um, it's great to have uh, an American contributor to this uh, section of the podcast. However, he went slightly over the five minutes, but I think I can certainly uh, allow him that as uh, he had so much interesting, uh, so many interesting things to say. So this week, it's Ed Cashy. For me, photography is life. Uh, I fell in love with this medium, this craft, this form of communication uh, when I was 17, 18 years old. Uh, I had dreamed of being a writer, uh, you know, by the time I was in my mid-teens. And uh, when I when I discovered photography, I just, within a couple of months, I I was just hooked on it. Um, it, it was kind of that uh, moment, I guess a eureka moment that uh, you hope your kids Kids have you hope every all young people have where your mind kind of blows open and and you can envision a long life of doing this thing. Uh, for me, it was photography. What what photography represents uh, is this uh, beautiful kind of uh, synthesis. Um, of the things that I'm interested in in life and, and that I've been interested in from an early age, uh, which is politics, uh, social issues, you know, kind of uh, caring about humanity, uh, tr wanting to be engaged with the world, uh, wanting to make a difference. Um, uh, some of these are very, uh, you know, uh, very ambitious uh, thoughts and uh, some might say unrealistic expectations. But, you know, I have been able uh, in in my humble life and career so far, I've been able to experience where uh, my images and certainly those of my colleagues in this profession as a whole have been able to make a difference. And, you know, I, I know it's cliche, but it's absolutely true that if you can change one mind, you really have created change. So... You know, the, the other aspects, so photography works on a number of levels. It works on the sort of craftsmanship level for me, where, you know, some might call it art, uh, aesthetics, what, what have you, but this idea of being engaged in a, in, in a, in a craft uh, that involves skill and talent and vision, uh, creativity, you know, whether you're trying to picture the world as is in a beautiful, powerful way, or you're trying to use your unique 
unique vision uh, or way of seeing, um, you know, whether it's even manipulated by using the medium and the craft. Um, so even after 40 years of being a photographer, I thoroughly enjoy the process, the craftsmanship of creating photographs, seeing images, you know, being able to see the world and and capture imagery that in some way expresses or describes or documents what I've witnessed. Um, but then, you know, photography works for me in a, in a very proactive advocacy way, um, you know, where I, I can use this idea of visual storytelling uh, to capture issues and capture stories that I think are important and then share it with the world. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting. Photography is like a, a universe unto itself. And I know we're living in an age now uh, in 2018 where, you know, everybody's a photographer and, and everyone has a smartphone. And while that is true that virtually anyone on earth can make pictures and be a photographer, there's something about having um, not just skills but the training to understand, you know, what are my responsibilities as a photographer and uh, what, what, how can I use it to have a deeper impact? Um, photography is also something that has given me virtually all aspects of my life. You know, I've met my wife and most of my friends through photography, through the profession. Um, you know, I've I've been I've been privileged to have such so many tremendous experiences all out you know throughout the world uh, to see things that most people don't get to see. You know, whether it's you know watching how you know a silicon wafer is made in Silicon Valley or a or a or a automobile is made in a big factory to you know watching people care for each other, watching people die, uh, witnessing conflict. Um, you know the the sort of the the whole range of human existence uh, in some ways that I've been able to uh, witness and in m many cases capture using photography. You know, and then there's this sort of brotherhood, sisterhood, the, the camaraderie among photographers. You know, I really feel, particularly with photojournalists and documentarians, that we're this sort of funny breed of misfits. You know, we don't kind of fit in. We're uh, more comfortable observing. Um, and, uh, you know, it's uh, interesting. I also feel that uh, many of my cadre are damaged in some way, you know, that somehow photography is a form of therapy, um, you know, but ultimately... You know, my motivation for being a photographer comes from a variety of sources, my basic inquisitiveness and desire to be engaged with the world on a political and social level. And that's what has driven me since my teenage years uh, to to work with this medium and uh, and create images that I hope will impact other people. Thanks, Ed. And thank you, everybody, for listening this week. I hope you've enjoyed the podcast. Um, and just leaves me to say, uh, hope you have a good week coming up. And uh, hopefully I'll see you next week. Thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye.